We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, so the Warriors lost 125, 119 to the Indiana Pacers tonight. We can talk about the game. Um, I actually thought it was a spirited effort at the end. I could see some positives, see a bunch of stuff, but but let's be real. There's only one thing anyone cares about first, and that's what's up with Steph Curry. Um, so we're recording this Wednesday evening, 8.05 p.m. Pacific time. So who knows when you're listening to it? Maybe there's, maybe there's a little more diagnosis, but we had to bring on friend of the show uh, and light ears insider, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Narav. Um, so, so let's talk about this. So, so Steph Curry hurts his shoulder and he's obviously getting an MRI tomorrow. Uh, by the, everyone listening to this has probably replayed the, uh, the video of it. And tried to make their own diagnosis a hundred times. Tell me, just tell me like what you see as, as, as doctor right now. All right. So, you know, I think the first thing just to calm everyone down, very rarely do shoulder injuries lead to the end of the season. Like, you know, so I think we're, we're, if anything at all, worst case scenario, we're talking maybe a chunk of the season, but nothing like Curry's out, you'll see in 2023. So that's number one, you know, the three things that popped to mind, the most obvious thing, obviously you worry about is whenever your arms extended out, someone runs into it. Did your shoulder pop out or did it partially pop out? And that's kind of the number one thing you worry about. Number two, you worry about a stinger, but it seems like they ruled that out. And then three, did he just strain a rotator cuff muscle? You know, just things just hurt. Um, So, you know, obviously rotator cuff, kind of just a general muscle strain would be number one, maybe a little shoulder subluxation. The shoulder didn't seem to pop out all the way. You would probably see, you know, something like that. There'd be video of that. So um, my gut feeling is they get this MRI. Um, things, you know, maybe shows a little bit of subluxation, a little bit of muscle stuff, a couple weeks out and he'd be back. But um, obviously we'll, we'll wait to see what the MRI shows. So no, no dislocation. That's what I heard. Um, that's what I care about. Uh, I, I was, I was, my, my little brother's a, he's a football player and he was like, well, just pop that shit back in and get back out on the field. You know, you'll be fine. Your, your brother is like the quintessential football player. So. <laughs> I told him, I told him not, maybe not the case, maybe not the case. So, so I, I saw you tweet out the timeline for I, I'm not even trying to say the word. Um, was three and a half weeks, right? Yeah, 
Uh, for a, so, yeah, subluxation. Yeah. yeah. When it like kind of partially comes out and pops back in. Um, very common. NBA players very rarely need surgery for that. So yeah, three, four weeks uh, for something like that. Even a full dislocation, even if it, that happened, you're still looking seven to eight weeks. Very rarely, first Ooh. time it pops out, do you need, do you need surgery? That might not be the season, but that's probably the season if it is seven to eight weeks. How, how come – how about this? Let's, let's walk it backwards. How – it didn't look like a play that mattered. Like, it didn't it, – it, he kind of reached in and – like, honestly, he does that 50 times a game. So, like, why does that ha- – is it is it overworked? Like, is he overworked? Is it just, just – it was a fluky thing? Like, how does that happen generally in your experience? Yeah, so I think it was more that the arm was more completely extended out. Um, and then you kind of got the impact right at the arm. I think if your arm is a little bit bent um, or someone kind of runs in more in the elbow, but I think it's just, there's so much kind of force on that, that shoulder when it gets hit the arm. Um, so that's the reason why it happened. And I also think part of it's just bad luck. You know, it's like when he hits the other player in the you know arms in a certain position, but I think it's a full extension and the full force of it um, that makes it a little bit more likely. Look, explain to me how to say it again sub sub subluxation subluxation okay thank you thank you for educating us doctor (laughs) um and and like in layman's terms it's a it's a variation of a strain to the to the shoulder region right sort of yeah so what what essentially has happened is like the shoulder starts to pop out but doesn't okay okay um and the reason why that can you can get a little bit quicker back with that is that the cartilage and the muscles don't take as big of a hit so it like starts to go all the way to the dislocation but then pops back in itself versus dislocation where it like pops out all the cartilage gets torn muscles get torn and comes back in so that's why it's a little bit quicker return best case scenario would be nothing popped out and then when that player impacted him his muscles just fired really hard and then the muscles got a little bit strained got it okay good because i asked because like we're, we're obviously used to athletes particularly basketball players with like strains to lower body ligaments because that's the most common range of it and so i'm trying to translate what that would mean if it was like a you know a knee strain or a hamstring strain or something like that yeah so i think the kind of the equivalent let's say if it was like a muscle strain it would be like a hamstring you know a couple weeks okay. kind of you know thing um subluxation would be like an mcl you know yeah. let's think uh think uh, debo samuel throwing some 40 on stuff in there and then dislocation would be the you know eight to 12 week you know long broken trey lance time you know kind of severity in terms of you know what you kind of relate it to hey what well, how come i thought trey well it was weird that they were saying trey might be uh since, since we got here it's weird that they were saying he might be able to they didn't say he would come back but it was i thought that was interesting yeah you know timeline wise talking about trey for a second like he it totally makes sense possibility wise january february from a medical Crazy. standpoint for someone who has that injury to come back but when you rule him out it's not worth to take that risk so no. If he was like just a guy playing, you know, rec basketball, yeah, he could come back four to five weeks, you know, five four to five months after the injury. But playing an NFL game, running around, he, he, you know, potentially need Rock, more time to rehab. Rock's yeah. better anyway, so yeah. he'll, be, he'll, be all, <laughs> he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Yeah. Brock's Brock's the savior right now. He's yeah. he's all we got going in the Bay Area. You know, steps down. We don't know. Um, is there is there a chance that it's nothing? Like, is there a chance that this is a quote unquote stinger? You know, like we we've all we've all got that in you know playing sports yeah yeah it's a a very you know huge possibility i mean if he took contact there was like a fall on the ground like his shoulder may just have like he played he felt something weird you know he's like oh i haven't felt something like this before you know he's obviously very common with ankle injuries and they're just getting the mri because it's curry and it's going to show like look everything's fine they might say diagnosis is a strain he'll be day to day you know that would be the best case scenario yeah that does sound like a good case scenario 
All right. Um, day, to, day to day. Yeah. It, it feels like that would be shocking at this point. He was in a lot of pain. I mean, I guess sometimes, but it's also, I think, one of those things where it feels like it sounds like it's it could be fluky, like his foot injury last season, where yeah. my, I think as Warriors fans, you think this type of injury, you think to yourself, is it because he's playing in a back to back? Is it because yeah. he's playing? So no, you're shaking your head. So that, that's out of the Yeah. Out of the yeah. Picture. So like all the data, so like, except for like pitchers, you know, like throwing athletes, like, sure. Overuse upper extremity wise, no, no lower extremity, different story. But I think this is just fluke. Yeah, no, no, no blame to the coach. So this is for, this is not a this is not a consequence of Steph throwing um, weird like bowling shots with the ball and pregame. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not not at all. He can continue to do that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, Doc. Well, three weeks. So we, we hope. appreciate. Well, we'll first hope, off. Yeah. Hopefully we just find out it's um it's a stinger, yeah, right. it's nothing tomorrow. Yeah. But like yeah. at the end of the day, we're not gonna know for a while. What when would you expect? Okay, so they get an MRI tomorrow, just studying an MRI. When when can they actually make some sort of like conclusive judgment on what they're seeing? Do they need to wait uh, for it the swelling to go down longer? Or is it something they can look at at like, I don't know, 10 a.m. tomorrow and and have like no, some I think idea? I think they'll know pretty quickly. So as soon as he gets the MRI, they'll know, know pretty definitively. I think if there's a delay, then you get worried about, is there something in there that they have to like, you know, run by his agent, Second multiple opinion. doctors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, if it's just something straightforward, as soon as he gets the MRI, and that may be complicated a little bit by the travel, you know, where are they going to okay. get it? Cause they're on the road. Um, but as soon as they get it, we should know pretty quickly. Yeah. All right. Cool. Got it. Okay. So if we don't have an answer by 10 AM, he has to get an amputation. I got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, doc. Doc, I appreciate guys. you coming on. Have no a problem. Thanks We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. By the, by uh, the way, by the way, short story about, uh, about Dr. Narav. My, my best friend's a doctor. He's moving back to the city. Dr. Narav, man of many connections, by the way. Got my buddy a uh, uh, a chat with uh, with 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 his sources. So, Doctor Narov, good man, man of many talents, a man of many talents indeed. So, I feel like, look, 
he didn't seem particularly worried. And obviously we're, we're all going off of just game film. Um, but the issue with the Warriors is a three-week injury is nothing in the scheme of things. A three-week injury for this 14 and 15 team who oh. can't do anything without Steph Curry might be a death sentence. And, and that's what's annoying. And so I don't really want to relive this game. I know the voicemails we're going to get to later are going to make us relive parts of it, whether we want to or not. So Yeah, we can uh, riff I, off of those. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like that's a bigger thing. I think there's two things I want to talk with you about before we get to voicemails. Um, let's start with Jordan Poole. Okay. You want me, you want me to go? This, oh. so, yeah, I was, I was, I saw, I'm, I'm just going to frame this. I gave him a lot of space in the early part of the season. We're entering game 30, and I'm officially frustrated. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe Steve was right for not playing him for as long as he did, uh, because I thought Poole looked amazing last year and was so decisive. And I felt like he should be starting over Clay for large portions of it. And the regression, dude, like indecisive, dribbling, terrible shots, pulling when he has no reason to taking an extra dribble when he should shoot it like just no feel for the game. I, I don't know what to do with him, man. It, and it wasn't, it wasn't any better with no clay tonight. And it wasn't any better when Steph went down either. He has, I'm operating under the assumption that Steph's going to be out for a couple of weeks. He has a couple of weeks to remove all that bad taste in everyone's mouths. And I'm sure his own, cause it, it, he's obviously not happy with the way he's playing. Um, so I think quick redemption is is on the docket here for Jordan Poole. I agree with you. I echo all those sentiments. Um, it, it, all the bad stuff about Jordan Poole has been true thus far. We've seen him play so, so much better. Even in the postseason on the highest stage, we saw him play better. So on one hand, I am frustrated. And it to me, it feels like he didn't get better at anything in the offseason. On the other hand, it does feel like he is young. I think teams... They have the scouting report on him. They are guarding him in the way like, hey, we know everything you want to do. There's nothing you're going to do right now that's going to surprise us. And you don't have guys around you that are good enough to bail you out like they did last season. Even a Damian Lee and a Bielitsa right now around Jordan Poole would help him so much. And the Warriors don't have that. And so I think that's part of it. But, but they need him to stay alive. Or else they go 0-8 without Steph in the next two weeks, right? So... I, look, take away the con. The contract is the contract. I, you uh, and I sit here away. and <laughs> yeah, Joe Lake was like, take it away. I would love to not pay the contract. Um, he was always going to get paid something. So what? What? Like, were you not supposed to pay him that? Yeah. That maybe you don't pay him that much. Maybe you pay him four million less. But Draymond knocked him out, so you had to pay a little bit extra to keep him. So my thing is, it is thirty games. It is frustrating, but where he can make so much of that back is. Dude, Steph is out. You are going to have to do what you did at the end of last season. And so maybe that's where he finds his rhythm. Maybe. But you're right. Nothing he has shown across 29 games this season says he will. But last season does. And he's in the starting lineup. He isn't playing next to Anthony Lamb and Jermichael Green anymore, right? He is playing next to Clay and Draymond. And hopefully Wiggins is back here uh, soon. So what's your um, – I have one thought, um, but I'll ask you first. What's your – diagnosis for fixing him like what do you what's a one thing you'd you'd tell him you'd want him to do you know coach lou 
get your hat on um oh boy. oh boy but like but like you know what i'm saying like what is the one thing you think can get him back on track stop overcomplicating basketball it's not <laughs> you you just you just said it though the indecisiveness to either shoot or not shoot or get someone involved i, I think that actually has snowballed from the beginning of the season to now where he had multiple possessions today where it's just dude just shoot the ball or take a dribble and pass the ball and get it back. Klay Thompson has the same issue. The good thing about Klay Thompson is he doesn't dribble the ball as much as Jordan Poole because he's a shooting guard, so they don't let him dribble the ball as much. But Jordan Poole has no choice but to dribble. He is the point guard. So he's made it very complicated for himself because he's had to play with guys that aren't good and off the bench to start the season. And he's now doing <laughs> And he's now had to do this, and he struggled doing this. So that to me, that's it, man. He, he He's good. He's played well in his basketball career yeah, you, don't, you don't play as well yet. as if you're not talented yeah that, that he, goes without saying good enough to succeed it's just that's a funny one. by the way Andy, andy's laughing so if you don't join us you should join us for the live show on youtube um from iBasketball tv jordan Poole's legacies on the line without steph eh, kind of lighten the mood a little bit <laughs> just a little bit um there's only one other thing i want to talk about before we get to the voicemails yep and that's most moody Moses Moody, who has, I feel like it's weird. He's been out of the rotation the entire, like, it's the only thing I feel like you and I are criticizing Steve Kerr for in this early part of the season. In general, I don't really have complaints about the way Steve's handled most things, uh, but it's, I, I don't agree with Moses not playing the whole way. And another game today where he looks Let's just put it this way. This team has no depth, and he looks better than guys who play. It's that simple, right? Like, it, it, I, I don't need to overcomplicate this. You have, like, seven players, and he's one of them. So why is he not on the floor? Um, shooting the ball well, it's it's like I – the Ty Jerome over Moses – that's the type of – the overcomplication – like, I get it. Ty Jerome's more pass first, but like, yes, yes, yes. put your best players on the floor, man. <laughs> it's fucking so. How many, by the way, how many times have we done this with Steve? How many times have we done this? It's Jordan Poole, it's Jonathan Kaminga, and now it's Moses Moody. We three times. Bro, three we can times. go, you know, Chioza last year, but we can go back so Brad many. Wanamaker. There's Wanamaker. You can go back to Quinn Cook. You can go, like, I mean, we can go deeper. In, in like 15, 16, it was less of an issue because it was like Sean Livingston. That was actually sure, the right sure, decision. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, it's just, you know, back then it was the big man. It was just well, like, do we really need to see Anderson Verge out on the floor? You know, Jordan Bell, let's get him some minutes, you know? Like, <laughs> and, 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 you know, Steve was right. Well, Steve was right. Jordan Bell not making it in the NBA. He, he, won, he won that battle. Yeah, right. Patrick McCall and like, but but Steve would play James Michael McAdoo. So it's like, well, he's terrible. And then he would play Anderson Verge which like you said, he's fucking terrible. In this case, though, in this case, Jordan Poole, good, good. And Nico Mannion and Brad Wanamaker would play over. Then Jonathan, then Jonathan Kaminga, right? And we would see guys like Anthony Lamb, Jermichael Green, James Wiseman would play over him. Now it's, like, now it's like you had a tweet today. Jonathan Kaminga might be closing playoff games if the Warriors make it, right? And so he's now the guy that's going to play yeah, 25 yeah, minutes. I, I should have prefaced that <laughs> if, if they make it. And then the third guy. On the list, and again, all these guys are lotto picks. I mean, except for Poole, but he's got the money now. So he's basically a, a starter, a star player. And then you've got Moses Moody, who's the third guy on the list. He should be playing. And and like you just said, I get it. 
Ty Jerome, I get it. He passes first. He can handle the ball. Don't really turn it over. <laughs> Don't really Wana, turn it over. By the way, Wana Burger is a pretty <laughs> solid solid nickname for Wanamaker. Ty Jerome is Wana Burger 2.0 from Phil A.M. Dubs fan. I uh, almost I almost said that, you know, Jermichael Green. You know, I think when when Brad Wanamaker, when, he, when the Warriors signed him, we kind of thought like solid vet. Like it could be good. And we said the same thing about Jermichael Green. Hey, but, you know, Jermichael Green played well today. He had a couple threes, so maybe he ends up better than Wanamaker. But, you know, some, some pickups don't work out. I don't get too mad about that stuff. Some, sometimes they just don't work out. Yeah. Um, well, it's, oh, we, got, we got a super chat from the base mugs. More pressure on Lakeup to stop playing 2K GM right now? I, I will sure. say this. There are – there's a segment of Warrior fans um, and ones you and I are friends like who think like this is like his like the master plan to tank and get like more lottery picks. I don't agree with that. I know how much money they make when they're in the playoffs. I don't think Joe Lincoln wants to turn down playoff revenue. So um, I'm not buying that. I think they, I think they think they can do both things at once and they don't want to have to make a decision to go one way or the other until they have to. And they might have to make that decision. You know what I'm saying? But they're, they're, it's like, I yeah. mean, how many startups you worked at over the years? <laughs> you know, you know the vibe. You know what Too I'm talking much, about. Honestly, you know, you know what I'm much. talking about where it's like, why can't we change the world? Why can't we be? Why can't we be? Why can't we be the new way people process their office? supply orders you know like, like, like there's only one sales force in the world you know what i mean most more often than not you're just going to get acquired by a company and you're going to go to shit but you're going to find a niche someone's going to acquire you everyone's going to be happy yeah, yeah you know. um but but anyway the, the long and the short of it is you know they're they're gonna have to make a decision sooner than later when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Should we get to the voicemails? I can't wait. I cannot wait. To Let's the go. goons. <laughs> yes, Amazon, the Ari and Andy Love. Yo, Steph, man, he's the king, King Godington of the Brodies. Hi, Jerome and Anthony Lamb, man. Good in October, not good in December. But I doubt they make a trade. Warriors back to being a meme team. Sorry, guys. Last year seems like it might have been an anomaly. And yet, wouldn't pick anybody against them in the playoffs. Uh, that being said, Julius Randle having a great week. And uh, next, we're thinking about moving quickly. What do you guys think about that for the Warriors? Wow. My friend, I recognize this voice. Uh, 
I don't want to call him a regular because that would mean he calls all the time, but a um, a lurking regular. How's that sound? Um, we are not moving to Julius Randle territory on the show. I will pivot this show to draft talk. I'm I'm gonna be sending Andy Cam Whitmore film, Derek Whitehead scouting reports. We're gonna be talking about if he's quick off his feet before we talk Julius Randle. On Look, the listen, show. listen, dude, listen. If if Julius Randle is on this team, you know how every podcast duo is breaking. Like I'm go- I'm gone. Do the show. <laughs> do this fucking show yourself, man. I am. I'm done. I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm gonna go. We talk, we talk, we talk Blake Lively gets off his feet a little quicker than James Wiseman. That's a move. All right, we got, we got a super chat here from Solomon, Solomon Tech. Sam, still don't think we need a trade? You know what? I, I appreciate This is how I know my takes are, are good because 50% of fans think I don't want to trade and 50% of fans think I want to trade everyone at all times. I never, I never get the, the benefit of the doubt. I do no. think they need a trade. Anyway, let's yeah, let's keep moving. It's Tim. your fault. Blame Sam. <laughs> I have no idea where <laughs> Jordan Poole. No, he does not play for the Warriors because he can't do anything right. I'm very pissed off at him. But hey, it down the stretch. The second unit really worked hard. And I can appreciate that with our big guys going out. Have a wonderful. This is Kareem McCollin from New York. Good night. I can uh, I can always appreciate Kareem's calls because she brings positivity. I uh, did you like? Oh, I was gonna, I was I was gonna I was gonna say I I can tell. I can tell Kareem is mad because she always brings positivity and she sounded angry. There. She, 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 she gave us a little at the end with the second unit, but yeah, she is. Uh, yeah. Good afternoon, guys. Love the podcast. Love what you guys do. Love your presence on Twitter. Just wanted to say hot take with the way that the Warriors are presently constructed. They will not be a playoff team. They will be a playing team or not make the playoffs. You guys can see it on the bench. You guys can see it in the low IQ. And let's, and James Wiseman needs to be traded. And I'm also starting to see, believe Moody needs to be moved too. They need IQ. They need size. They need defenders. It's that simple. Jordan Poole, the reason why he was so great last year was because he didn't have to shoulder as much as he has to shoulder or he's expected to shoulder this season. It's clear. Look at the indecisiveness. His defense, of course, is trash. We know that. And, yeah, so – Hope I get you guys' opinion on what I just said. He's right. He's right on pull. The Warriors are two games out of the sixth seed, um, which would obviously mean they're not in the play-in. And, yeah, I kind of agree with them. They they feel like they're more of a play-in team than they're an playing actual. team. They're a playing team right now, even though they're two games out of the sixth seed. And you know when they're you know when we're gonna find out they're a playing team when we find out tomorrow that steps out for two weeks. Like then it's like, all right, they're a fucking playing team. You know what I mean? So he's right though. He's right on what they need. They they need IQ players. And and what what do IQ players bring? They bring defense. And uh this team, you know, Kareema talked about the energy that the that the unit finished with this game. They didn't get a single stop last five minutes of the game. I could have scored out there. It was embarrassing. 
And I don't know Michael Green, Jordan Poole, Dante DiVincenzo was awesome. But Dante can only do so much. Moses Moody was playing his ass off, but he's not a good, great defender right now in his career. Like, it's too early. No, no defense off the bench. No defense unless Draymond's completely locked in. Looney's exhausted. Like, it's just... They need some guys that just know how to play defense. Looney looks right? like he needs some oxygen, to be honest with you. <laughs> he just sits on the bench. I'm waiting for, like, the fight doctor to come over there and, like, give him something. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're right. Like, it's way too many kids. That's that's what it comes down to. Way too many kids to win games. Anyway, let's let's keep moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. I just want to say, fuck your Lakeup, fuck the front <laughs> office. We have the best player in this fucking league. What the fuck? And also, Jordan's fucking poor, bro. Like, you're doing nothing but fucking fall for no reason. Shit. Again, Jordan Poole fucking stuff. I just want to say this again. He has been horrible this whole season. Just garbage. Like, his bad decisions all game long. Takes horrible shots. Doesn't defend. Doesn't do anything. But turns the ball over. You don't trust him with the ball ever to do anything anymore. He doesn't do anything anymore. It's all the same thing. That's my thing. Fuck, this is going to suck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Elite call, chase back call tonight. No, <laughs> I thought that was me talking at first. I thought it sounded like myself. But geez. by the way, that that reminds me, we missed this off the top, Andy Lou. Mm. The chase back player of the game. Sorry, the chase back player of the week, Dante Divincenzo. Ooh. Now, I could give it to Steph Curry because I could give it to him every week. And quite frankly, I should probably give it to him at least one of the weeks. But a bit two weeks. Dante DiVincenzo. I thought Dante was the best warrior against the Milwaukee Bucks. And I thought he played excellent tonight against the Indiana Pacers. Another eight rebound game, 15 points, three assists. He hit three of six threes he's coming around he also had a very spirited quote post games where he's like where he said you know this is Stephen warriors the standard's high um i'm all in on dante all in i i hope they can keep him for more in a couple years he fits uh he fits both basketball wise and like just culture wise what they want to do that's my chase back chase cashback player of the week you want me to add something on there? No, you're good. All right, Tim. Because I, I fucking agree. All right, let's keep <laughs> it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Hey, Sam and Andy, Darren Lau. Man, what a fucking game, huh? <laughs> oh, man, shoulder injury, Steph. Hope, uh, hope it isn't anything too crazy. But, man, it's the same old song, huh? Dark days ahead. Just want to just wanna send my best wishes and, uh, you know, wish you guys well. <laughs> the rest of this long season man it will be some dark days so uh <laughs> let's brace ourselves and uh you know yeah have a good one guys holy is Alo right my guy is he okay he uh he sounds like um like a nay roy tweet uh if you, <laughs> if you, you know he sounds like he sounds like he's reading off the script lyrics and uh Jeez, I mean, I, I need Tim. Tim, play Marvin's room. 
Give me the instrumental right now. That's what it sounded like to me. That's what that's what I'm hearing. I'm just hearing, I'm just hearing him just, just you know, looking in the mirror, realizing Rose. Realizing there's like 53 more of these. Uh no Steph. Very close to um, you know, them them calling up uh Jerome Robinson and Dusty Hannah and uh, you know, I'm going to start making up names after hey, that. Hey, 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 Biggie Jim. Biggie Jim. Oh. 18 points tonight, plus five last I checked. One rebound in 20 minutes. Oh, my guy. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him cook. Get him up here. Let him cook. <laughs> Let Jim cook. Um, oh, Let's get to the next one. Shout out to Kareem. There's a positive vibes. Hi, I know I go OTT with the curl criticism on Twitter, but I think even you guys can agree that curl hasn't handled uh, Kuminga and Moody's development pretty well, or well at all in Kansas seasons. Like, I can't be the only one who thinks that if Moody and Kuminga had played or got the leash that Anthony Lamb, Ty Jerome, etc. have got throughout the season, our record would not only be better, but they would also increase their own trade value so that we could have actually traded them for some pieces. Uh, I know we scur- scur isn't our biggest issue, but at what point do we start questioning some of his methods? I really do think that he needs to change some of his ways. Of course, he's still a championship coach, and I wouldn't want to fire him or anything, but I do really think that we need to ask some questions. Let me know what you think about it. Okay. Um, I, I tweeted about this in the middle of the game. At some point, you just have to let the kids play basketball if you and the front office and the owner were in lockstep going into the season and saying, these kids have just got to figure it out. Because if they're not going to figure it out, what is the point of having them on the roster, right? Just trade Moses Moody. Give him up for a bag of chips. Like, just what does it matter what Moses Moody does or doesn't do if you're going to play guys like Ty Jerome over him? And it's not like Ty Jerome has been terrible all season. Same with Anthony Lamb. Those guys have actually had good minutes and good games. But as far as I'm concerned, isn't the point of this season to say, is Moses Moody going to be a rotation player in the postseason? And for you to figure that out, you can't figure that out if you can't get off the bench in a mid-December game against the freaking Pacers on a back-to-back, right? There's, what is the point? With no Wiggins or Clay. That's the part you're not even mentioning. Like the liter- <laughs> literally, the two starting wings are out. Um, honestly, like I-, I was gonna be more bombastic than you. Trade the kids or fire Steve Kerr because I'm just tired. It like this whole like we're gonna give Steve kids and then he's gonna play a two way guy over him as some sort of like tough love lesson. Like it's tiresome, man. It, it, one, it's one or the other, you know. Um, it, it doesn't feel like it's lock sync and uh, I don't know. There, there's not much you're, else to you're, say. Well, you're right because they did it last season. And, and to me, it's like, I would take last Steve season. Kerr. They just had better vets. So. I, exactly. That's why I would take Steve Kerr side. If I were to pick a side, I would be like, I would do what Steve Kerr wants. Trade the kids and get some vets. And then you'll win another championship where at least you'll be a four seed, three seed, two seed right now. But instead you're trying to do, and it seems like, Joe Lacob and Steve Kerr aren't aligned, which is why, by the way, which is why I think, and I know you didn't say this on the last one, but I think that's why Bob Myers doesn't have an extension. I think that's why. 
it's just Bob Myers, probably team Steve Kerr and Bob Myers. Like, look, like we, it's not like he dislikes the kids, but he's probably more into what Steve wants to do. And Joe's probably not. Or, or let me, let me take another level. It's his job to make Steve get on the same, to get, or it's his job to get her on the same page. And this it's, what is the point of drafting lottery picks? If you're not going to play them, you know, like, at its at its core i do agree with you by the way that is a that is a great point that we didn't get to it's just like yeah like what 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 are you doing here you know like f- figure it out you know so and it's say. it's not it's not like moody and kaminga are as bad as what wiseman was at the beginning of the no, season moody they, and kaminga can play they can play my whole uh, play. do you agree with me on another team, Moses Moody looks like a uh, younger Desmond Bain, where he's just hitting. Like, I, that might be a little bombastic, but like the dude could shoot, dude. Yeah, he, he can play. play. He could play. But you know, he 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 dribbles into the paint and turns it over two times a game, and that's that's why he doesn't play for two weeks at a time. And you know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous because and we can say it's ridiculous. Only Clay's because- only Clay's allowed to do that. Well, honestly, like really, truly, like only Clay is allowed to do that because he's Clay. <laughs> but but you know how Clay got to become Clay because he was doing dumb shit for years uh, before Steve got here for years. And Clay, remember remember him stepping out of bounds on threes all the time under Mark Jackson, and he would also <laughs> miss a bunch of shots. Right? Wouldn't wouldn't make a bunch of layups. Would make so many mistakes over yeah. and over and over again. And and you know, Steve, Steve doesn't like that and, and all that stuff. And it's just now you're 14 and 15. And I don't think it's it's not like the Warriors would have won six more games if he had played those guys earlier. So it's not that, but let's get to the super chat here. From William. So when is Jordan Poole going to work on his balance? This is the second straight year he just falls on his face for no reason when he has the ball. Um, I don't even think balance is the issue for him, right? Like it's just it's just flopping for no reason. It's 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 like a, it's. I, I guess it, it gets back to what you were saying earlier: is indecisiveness. Like go up hard, or commit to it. You know, yeah, commit. To, he's like spazzing on the court. I don't know. It's like, I, it's like a little kid. Oh, actually, you have a little kid, but I guess not not of age. But it's like those, you know, like those crazy like five year old boys. It's never girls. Girls are used never as crazy. But I used to work at a at a younger school and, and you get these like five, six, seven year old kids that are just crazy and all over the place. They're running so fast and they just fall on their face face. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like cute because they're kids and it's funny and they start crying, but that's what Jordan Poole looks like. It's like, dude, why are you just running around and all of a sudden your, your leg sideways and you fall on the ball and the ball goes out of bounds and nobody even touched you. It's like, you know, and it happens every game. Every single game, it's like his brain is moving so fast, but his body's not caught up to his brain or something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> anyway. Tim, let's get to the next one. <laughs> hey, it's your man, Big. Long-time listener. Just wanted to ask, uh, now that we're all ready to hit the collective panic button, what's the move? What's the trade? Peace out. What's the move? Samuel? James Wiseman, Jonathan Kuminga, Jordan Poole for LeBron James. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, l- let me ask you this. Uh, 
<laughs> do you think they need a major uh, where are you wh- what do you think they need well one one thing they need is they need they need Steph to be healthy obviously number two is uh they need they need one, at least one or two vets and at this point it's here's the pro- here's the problem is that I think they're stuck between a, a rock and a hard place with the guys that they can get because I think for example, Kelly Olenek, is we, we talk about it pretty much every show, perfect fit for this team. But holy crap, are you going to give away James Wiseman for him? Like, that's the question. And and Pop's not going to do that. Joe's not going to do that. For Kelly Olenek, as much as you can tell, <laughs> Kelly Olenek. You know what more, I mean? More, more important, Joe's not going to do that. But yes. Kelly Olenek, he's good. But they're, I mean, you know, you're gonna give up James Wiseman for that. You know what I mean? Even Jakob Pertle, another guy that I know Warriors fans love, even he's you know, he's obvious he's a regular season player. He's he's not gonna be on the floor that much during the postseason. You're gonna give up James Wiseman for that. And I'm saying like I would do it most likely, but with the Warriors, I, I think it's like a five percent chance that they make that trade. So even these these moves, I think that you and I may do them, but with the Warriors, I don't know, Sam, like would they? Feels feels unlikely right now. I don't know, but it felt unlikely that the Giants would throw three hundred fifty million at Carlos Correa. You don't know if I asked you twenty four hours ago, because I think it was twenty three hours ago that it was announced. Mm-hmm. So twenty four hours ago, if I asked you, I know where your head was at. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, let me tell you this though, man, the Giants were under. An absurd amount of pressure. And I don't think the Warriors are under the same amount of pressure. The Giants, true. They were true. threatening to be like, uh, they were threatening. They're not going to be there. There's years. But... There's years. There's years of pent upness. Whereas with this, yep. it's, you know, it's just, it's just Sam and Andy and, and, and our guy, Nate Mosby, you know, <laughs> like Warrior fans will live if the Warriors don't win the championship this season. But if the Giants yeah. had struck out and walked into next season with Mitch Haniger and Shamanaya as like their two marketing campaigns going into the season uh you know but right now you know what i did today samuel i looked at giants tickets i'm going to be at giants <laughs> opening day next season I'm, I'm hyped so you know i'm a brock purdy carlos correa guy warriors are you know <laughs> hey joe like if you want andy to lose money get yaka purtle um <laughs> And, and and just make sure your sales reps track that ticket so you can meet him outside. Uh, all right, Tim, let's get to the next one. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, even though we lost, I still kind of like the way, you know, the young guys play towards the end. Uh, you know, besides the first half, you know, they actually did pretty good. Yes, I know we lost, but they look good, you know? What do you guys think? No. No, they look bad. The Warriors look bad. The Warriors are bad, and they look bad. They play bad. It's all bad. Yeah, I mean, I'll put it this way. Pacers got young players, too. The bar the bar is um, not looking better than Ty Jerome. The bar is looking better than Andrew Nemhart. Andrew Nemhart's a rookie. Pretty damn know? good. He's a pretty damn good rookie. Warriors could draft him. I'm not saying they should have, but my point is that's maybe a – maybe. I mean, he clearly fits, but I kind of like Patrick Baldwin too. But the, the the broader point is, rookie 
30th pick playing in the NBA. Like that's who you're comparing him to. Not like, Oh, this guy looks better than Ty Jerome. Benedict Matherin, Jalen Smith. Uh, those guys are young kids that, that are playing good basketball. Good basketball from Marcos Rodriguez. Warriors going to be like warriors. Warriors. I can't, I don't understand this. Warriors are like the Lakers after they won. Let people leave. Sam, you understand this? No, I'm not. I think the point is, um, how the Lakers traded all their good players for um for Russell Westbrook. Uh. Mm, I I I'm I'm yeah it's it's like 50-50 for me. I get I get the thing. Like the Warriors let go of Otto and GP instead of just running it back. Um it's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Timmy, we got any more? Lakers are funny. Funny team. What's up guys? Uh Isaac from Fernand on here. Uh, I went to the game on Saturday against Boston, and that the vibes from that entire thing was just amazing. The shit talk was there. It was a good experience. Um, hope you guys didn't talk about this yet um, on today's show, but what do you guys think is the biggest problem between the home and away games? Um, it just seems like the vibe is off. Like Steph had to, Steph was trying so damn hard that he got hurt tonight. Yeah, it was just rough to see. But yeah, I just wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on the difference between us two. That may be really sad. <laughs> uh, Andy, actually, it's, that is, I'll give you this. That is a great fucking question. They, sh- I can't think of a team who's this, like, 12 and 2 at home and 2 and 12 on the road. I, I know that's a little off, but like, it shouldn't be that extreme. Twelve and two at home, and like six and six on the road makes sense to me, right? What do you what 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 do you contribute to? I don't know if it's saw. I, I think so. It's I think it's a rhythm thing, and it's a rhythm thing is based on like they just they they need to get on a roll for these for these kids to keep playing well. And even for Jerome and Lamb, they need to be on a roll in the game. They can't just like it goes back to the lack of vets, where you can bring a vet in like Otto Porter, and he can stop a run. He can do the little things to stop a run. But for these Warriors, you almost need to string together like four plays in a row. And even if right now the Warriors start this game seven and zero, or they go up by twelve, look how quickly the Pacers come back when the bench comes in. Because the bench is just going to play the same style and they're just going to lose that lead so quickly because they just don't have any rhythm. And you, it's not going to happen at home because home is good vibes, right? Especially for all these row guys. So, I don't know. It, I think it just all goes back to the lack of just veteran players that they don't have on the team. All right, McWalter. McWalter. What do we got? Yo, do we got? should we break out the voodoo and lucky charms for Steph or hashtag lost season and suck for Scoot? I'm not a Scoot guy. Just to be clear, but I we're definitely not going down the draft path. <laughs> You're not a scoot guy. You'll be shocked to learn that I don't really care for him either. But oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Are you ready to give up on the season and become a draft guy? I'm not. I I don't. I, okay. That, that, I, that you just answered McWalter's question. <laughs> that's what he's. That's what he's asking. Are we going to? No. Pray for the recovery of Steph, or we're we gonna be like, take the season off, bro. No, 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 no. We're getting no, Wemby. No, 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 no. The, the, look, there's a finite amount of time left with these guys. I don't need to say it. We know it, and uh, 
they took a season off. They took two seasons off already. That's why How they won the it? championship last year, right? It's unless unless you tell me Kaminga becomes Kawhi, you know, if the, if they just let Kaminga play thirty minutes a game every every season, and and Moses Moody becomes like Chris Middleton, and then James Wiseman becomes um uh. uh uh, DeAndre Ayton or some right like you tell me those guys this season it, it, they all, all of a sudden they become these great players because they got to play all these minutes then yeah sure you know but who or who, who how would we know that no last one Tim Danny Andy how are you boys finally figured this fucking thing out boy um I was gonna leave it about earlier during the game but figured fuck it because of what happened with Steph but um yeah, maybe it's time people in the front office and certain team media members after Brooke Lopez yesterday hit the fadeaway and goes, I'll oh, start the bus. Maybe there's more of a problem they think there is. So maybe we get off our fucking ass and actually start, you know, asking some questions based off what Steph's injury is going to be. Um, Andy, I know you played basketball with Kurt. Maybe just ask him, hey, man, what's the story? Because um, now by my count, Sammy, there's basically, what, seven dead roster spots now? So maybe if you uh, didn't treat the Pacers game like fucking game seven of the NBA finals, Steph wouldn't be throwing his arm out getting the shoulder hurt. Anyway, that's not here on it, here on here. But um, yeah, boys, what do you guys think? I think it's probably time to ask some hard questions because we've got a big enough sample now. So get off the fucking ass and start treating this team like it's serious. Uh, yeah, cheers, boys. It's perfect. Luke, you are my spirit animal. I agree with you. Everything comes back to the fact that they need to need to realize number 30 is on the roster. <laughs> I uh, his call, and then there was a call that said Steph came out and tried so hard that he tore a shoulder. It's it's kind of sad, but it's kind of what happened. Is Steph knew that with the loss last night that he'd have to come out and play 150 percent and and try to get this win for the Warriors, and he had 27 points at halftime, and they were down by 20, dude. He had 50 points earlier this season in Phoenix, and they lost by 20. Holy shit. <laughs> the Warriors need to figure something out. They need to figure something out. And they need to – if he's going to be out for an extended period of time, and honestly, like one week is an extended period of time, the Warriors need to look themselves in the mirror and say, we need to do something. They don't have to make a trade right now, but they need to realize they need to make a decision and say – this guy need we need to either we need to pick one because if the warriors end the season with the roster like this sam i mean are they even going to be anyway they need to pick something let's stop let's uh, for me i'm gonna pause there they need to pick a lane i think time has come pick a lane i agree with you that's that's where i'm gonna that's where i'm gonna leave it appreciate everyone we'll be back hopefully with positive stuff news.